Welcome to the Casual Fridays REI podcast, where you'll learn about the wildly profitable niche of land investing. Active land investors Adam Southey and Justin Sleva are here to share their experiences with you so that you can learn how to build massive cash flow and huge profits from this highly lucrative niche. So without further ado, here are your hosts, Adam Southey and Justin Sleva. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Adam Southey here with my co-host, Justin Sleva, and this is the Casual Friday's REI podcast. Today, we're talking about death money. Before we do that, though, let's talk about Priced.com. Priced is a powerful online web application that simplifies the acquisition process for real estate direct mail marketing campaigns. Priced provides research tools and enables you to identify locations to mail, price your data, analyze over 1 million comps, pull owner records, and scrub your data to produce a ready-to-mail campaign list. So head on over to price.com forward slash casual Fridays REI to start your seven-day free trial and get discounted prices today. That's P-R-Y-C-D.com forward slash casual Fridays REI. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. We're Hopefully you're not too altitude sick at this point. I went prepared. Okay, good. Yeah. Good. So when we see this big glacier, lake, or river, are you getting in? <laughs> are you polar bearing it? Depends on how hot or hot we are, I guess. Okay. Like, uh, it's end of August, beginning of September. They're saying mid-70s is going to be the high. It does get yeah pretty cold at night. That water stands up to be... Chilly? Yeah. He said, uh, Taylor said when they went, Fallon got in and, and was just like perfectly fine. He said he was burning. It was so cold. <laughs> Have you ever jumped in water so cold it took your breath away? Uh-uh. I jumped in a, I went on a boat one time in Arkansas with a friend and uh, everyone, we went near the dam and there was like, the water's freezing cold, bet you won't jump in. And I was like, well, obviously I'm jumping in. Yeah. It was so cold. It hurt. It took my breath away. I didn't think I was gonna be able to get out of the water because I didn't know if I could swim. And, and it was, it was an event, but uh, I'd do it again. Okay. Yeah. I, I guess I have when my dad, when we went to the Guadalupe for the first time, it's spring fed down there. It's really cold. And he didn't tell us that. And so it's midsummer. You know, it's probably 90, 100 degrees. And he's like, yeah, just go jump on in there. I didn't know I could walk on water. I came out like, ah, <laughs> It's like the polar bears. Is that what they're called? Polar bear club? Yeah. Yep. Up in like Chicago, so I said, are you gonna, Michigan so I said, area. Are you going to polar bear? Uh, when you said that, I thought you meant like strip and jump in. That's what those guys do, don't they? Don't they wear bathing suits and things like that? Or they don't go naked? Well, no, we're not going naked. That's we're what doing. I thought you were saying. Oh, when no. you, when you did it. I mean, if you want to go naked, I'm... No. No. Not, I'm not gonna, it's not really my thing to get naked with a group of five guys. <laughs> have you ever have you ever been skinny dipping? Other than like in your pool with a girlfriend, like out in like where else would you go? Pu- like public, like oh, into no. like a lake or anything, river. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. The ocean in Galveston. Oh, that's right, the bachelor party. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Good times. Good times. <laughs> anyway, yeah. I was thinking about this one time that I had a friend that went skinny dipping at a campsite at PK for the Fourth of July. As him, another guy, and another girl, and they all got in. And when they were coming out, there was a troop of Boy Scouts doing a night hike. Uh, <laughs> it was an awkward situation for them. That's how you end up on a list. <laughs> yep, they probably are on a list at some point. So I heard. I was at the campsite <laughs> roasting marshmallows, dreaming about my wife. <laughs> so what are we talking about today? Death and money. Oh yeah, yeah, I forgot about what that. it does to people. Yeah, we said death money, but death and money all death. the same, right? It is death money. When and that's. A lot of times what we do when we send out these letters, we, we're looking for opportunities. That's it's, We've said it over and over and over and over and over. But a lot of those opportunities come from generational land and people dying or husband and wife dying. Husband wanted the property. Wife could care less. And now they've got to figure out what's going on with it. Parents, you get a lot of kids back and 
it seemed like this week I've had an influx of my dad died. I'm helping my mom with her finances or my parents died. I need to do something with this property. But when you start putting, we put a blind offer to them or you make an offer, they start seeing zero sometimes and thinks that it's maybe worth a lot more than it really is. Yeah. Well, I think I've thought about this. The conclusion I have come to is this may be one of the only inheritances they get. Yeah. It's off the money that they make. Like we have a friend, right? They're selling mm-hmm. their parents' house and. Well, you made a cash offer on their house. I did. I did. A, made it, a, and they I, had like five other wholesalers make a cash offer and yours was right there on par, maybe a couple bucks, yeah. thousand bucks more. Yeah. But yeah, it's the only inheritance that person's going to get. And so mm-hmm. they don't see it as, oh, that's a good deal. I'm going to make really good money. We should walk away. It's like, well, you know, my, my offer would have netted them like 150000 mm-hmm. but now they, they decided to go spend 20000 of their own money to sell it for 200000 mm-hmm. So they're going to make a little bit more money, but... If they can get that. That's true. That's Because I think they had a buyer who might have backed out or something. A buyer, so they they listed it as sold as is, and they put on a market, and they, that buyer had an inspector come out. And then the person came back and tried to negotiate all these things to be fixed in it. Yeah. So the 20000 they plus, but then they needed more. Well... I think, and we talked about this when I saw, I saw a, a thing on Facebook and they said they couldn't afford to, to fix something on it. They just foundation. wasn't, yeah, the foundation wasn't in a budget. And I was like, well, they got a mortgage on this house. And you're like, no, they own it free and clear. Mm-hmm. What do you, so you can afford it, but in your head, you've set this, like, I have to have X mm-hmm. or I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Cause that's all the money they're going to get. Yeah. I guess it's sad when it boils down to that, but you see, you definitely see like families get torn apart over. Yeah. Stuff, you know, I've, I knew a couple, um, I knew a family that there was a uh, two sisters and a brother. They probably haven't talked to 15 years because parents died and, you know, they let that money get in the way. It just makes people crazy, right? Don't you think about all that? It does. And, and sometimes as us coming in, we have to be the clear head for people. We have to be the voice of reason. We have to walk them through the process. And a lot of times you have to hold their hand through it and under, and know the steps that it's going to take, whether it's a certain state that you're working and you understand how that process works, you know, whether it's probate, affidavit of airships, you know, affidavit of deaths and the death certificate. You know, it's funny to me is my father-in-law, he's, he turned 75 last week and he's having, I, th- I think, I don't want to call it like a mortality thing, but he's, he's brought up, you know, the family trust a couple times with me. And I, I've been with him, me and Jessica have been together. This is actually last week was 19 years from the first time we met. And so we've been together, which so we've grown up together over half our life, but we went and played golf. I took him to play golf. I hadn't played golf with him in a while. So we went out and played golf. And as we're talking to it, he's bringing it up. And I, I had to tell him, I said, you know, every day I run into this at work, you got to make it extremely clean and just go ahead and prepare for it, you know, because there's always going to be one kid that feels like they got more attention or got something better or, you know, somebody else wasn't looking at it this way or looking at it that way. And you just make sure that you have it clean, simple. And he's like, yeah, keep it simple, stupid. He's an army guy. Keep it simple, stupid. The KISS method is is very commonly referred as it's referred to in the army. And a lot of times for us, when we get these offers letters back, these people are just looking for a way to get from point A to point B and we have to fix that for them or they get set off and yeah but it, don't take that as a you're this hero for most of them some of them you're the asshole that's making them realize that this piece of property hey yeah it's probably worth 50 grand I know I offered you 20 but I've got to run it through probate I've got to get a quiet title action I've got to do this this and this and then I'm gambling that I'm going to get $50,000 for it mm-hmm. you can walk away from it right now at 25 grand yeah that's hard for people to see though yeah, no, like I, I get it. That's the attachment too, right? This was mom pause. This it's my grandparents' place. It's I had one lady tell me she should shoot me because she's been the land's been in her family for over a hundred years. I responded back, "There's no need for guns. I'm glad the land's been in your your name for a hundred years. I hope that y'all have deeded it amongst the generations properly because I bet you you haven't, and it's going to be a mess when your grandkids decide to sell it." 
If you do shoot me, don't kill me. That way, when you're in prison, I can somehow take the land. <laughs> I can sue you for it in yeah. a civil suit. No, it's it, you're you're right that it does make people crazy, and I I hate to see that. You know, I my parents always joke that they're going to leave us with a bunch of credit card debt, and I glad my last name's not the same. So, <laughs> but it is something that you know we all should take heed to. And one of the things it's like a little trick that I, I I'm going to share this with y'all, and I don't know that I've ever said it. But if you're buying and selling to people that live out of state and that state allows for joint tenants with rider survivorship, you can make that person's life a ton easier by making just noting joint tenants with rider survivorship with a husband and wife or, you know, adding their kid to the deed with that. That way somebody can get control of that without having to go through probate if that state allows. Yeah. I mean, it saves a lot of headaches. I don't understand why title companies don't do it by default. It would make sense. It It would. You would think that they're ran by an attorney who makes money off probates or something. <laughs> they are. They are. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking, wait, <laughs> they, 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 they are. Yeah. They're yeah, typically yeah. attorney that's attached. Uh, yeah. Leave it up to attorneys. They are very good at spending all your money. <laughs> they're the ones that get rich. It's funny how an attorney asks for a uh, retainer uh-huh. just to get started, you know, but, yeah. but that retainer gets completely spent up very uh, quickly. It does it with, uh, it does it with IRS attorneys too. Don't worry. <laughs> I, I know I'm talking to the pro here. <laughs> oh, man. Well, so as as we go through this, a couple things, like I'm going to just recap it. You can help clients out when you're on the sell side. You know, look at joint tenants with rider survivorship in your states that you're dealing with. Understand that people are going to get emotional at sometimes. It's not always you're the hero. Sometimes you're the villain when it comes to death and deeds and money involved. And like Adam said, sometimes that's the only inheritance they're going to get. And they're going to try to milk it for every penny it's worth. Cool. Good recap. That's it for today then, guys. It's Monday. Let's get out there and just make some money this week. And uh, do us a favor. As always, go to Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Give us a like, follow, subscribe. And then go to iTunes, go to Stitcher. Like, rate, review, and subscribe to the show. We appreciate it. We love you. See you Wednesday. See you.